On episode 30 of RVA Real Estate Talk, we're going to talk about what it takes to become a successful real estate agent in your first year in the business. Let's go. You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still... Galen Parker. Welcome to RVA Real Estate Talk. Galen, how you doing? I almost like there was a weird pause when you said that because I was like, am I Galen Parker? You're like my always, brain like was not engaged. I'm always. doing great, man. A lot of amazing things are happening in January. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. Depending on when you're watching this, most likely we're going to be posting it to YouTube in like two months. But yep. uh, if you listen to it live on the actual podcast places Ooh. apple and all that good stuff then you're getting it pretty much right away same week what's new in your life um what is new in my house well uh last week we bought a flip yeah we did i'm super excited to flip a house this is gonna you. be a good one i'm pretty pumped it's in a desirable area it's his neighborhood uh, stop <laughs> uh three two i mean it's gonna be a good one so hopefully we'll be able to kind of transition into i think we got to do something special for this one and yeah. i haven't really thought about what exactly we're going to do, but I'm gonna do something big. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm gonna go all in. Uh, what about, I mean, I'm what you, you call it a lot. Yeah. So you, so you you already have a, a a cutout of yourself. I've got a twice full... the size of you. <laughs> yeah. I've got another one. I'm, I you know I. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. I, I think Billboard. a full body. I think a full body one. What I want is cutouts of me and Jared. Billboard. Like action. You know what I want? I want the uh, guitar picture. Uh, that you that's did. That's a good one. I want to cut out of that bad boy. What about the one with you guys on the scooter? Ooh, that's not a bad one either. I want something. We're gonna do something. We got a little bit of time to plan, but I, I'm thinking a lot. I'm like, am I about to do like host a cocktail party inside? Hey. Like open house cocktail party, twenty one and up, and like have you one of those you things. Want. Yeah, I know. Do what you want, or Pretty maybe excited. it's not twenty one and up. Ooh, it was like kids <laughs> just drinking. I'm sure we'd make the news. We I want to complain. Would. I want the music, the DJing. Oh, no, we're just going to go full on club. Two, <laughs> Two realtors got 16 year old kids drunk recently in Richmond, Virginia. As the parents are picking them up, you're like, well, can we tour real quick? I'm like, well, just... why don't you give us a, a little, would love your feedback. They, they love the playroom. We are, we are always we are on the cutting edge of There's marketing. There's no such thing always. as bad uh, bad press. We are always on the cutting edge. So uh, we put a sales incentive in place for our team this year. That nice. was a uh, that's that's news to everybody. I so, love it. So we told everybody on our team if they sell at least twelve million dollars in real estate, we'll buy them a brand new Rolex. So I I always was better with sales incentives as a salesman when I worked for other companies. I always liked a goal, and if somebody could tell me, hey, if you do this, you beat everybody else, or we'll buy you this, yeah. I would always hit it. So I'm, I'm hoping that our agents will step up to the plate and crush it. Because that's a, I mean... A new Rolex is what, like ten thousand nowadays? Yeah, I don't think you can get a Rolex if you can even 10. get one. <laughs> if you can get one, yeah, if they're cheaper. I mean, the cheapest ones are like nine or ten grand. That'll so. be a fun problem to have. Like, if everybody hits it, and now we're scrambling. I need like five Rolexes, and we're like, oh my god. What's the one recently that like Kanye wore by accident or something that was only worth like eight grand, and then it went up to like a million dollars? Skyrocketed, skyrocketed just because it was on his wrist or something. Mm. 
I don't know. I don't know. Jay- was it like an AP one, I think? I can't remember. I doubt it. Every AP is super expensive already. Um, Jay-Z just did the whole uh, Nautilus with the with the uh, Tiffany mm. front facing, like the blue Tiffany, the Patek Philippe, and that's worth like three and a half million or something. Wearing, sorry, we can't fund that. For yeah, the team, sorry, but, guys. I mean, Tim I mean Grant, we can. I think, but you have we have to raise the goal, like a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. so you're gonna have if to you sell, sell one billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'd say that's a pretty sweet incentive. Yeah, for sure. Most people aren't getting any incentive to sell. The internet's running wild right now on uh, Jer Bear the Boy Prince's Facebook page. King. Uh, <laughs> I guess he's king now. Come on. Uh, so, like a lot of people, a lot of other people are like, "Hey, that's a great idea." Wink, wink. Not everybody. Not yeah. At my, my my team manager. I mean, it's all friendly because a lot of people are all in the same like group. But I was like, "Yeah, you guys should buy them some uh, something nice, like a Tesla. You know, just something really cool." Everyone's like, "Stir that's the right. pot a little bit." That's right. Like we're giving Rolexes. Shout out to Clayton Gibson now to buy everyone Lexuses. That's right. I guess everybody's <laughs> getting a Model X at the end of this year. <laughs> I love it. Very cool. Very cool. What else was that? It is that that's the new. I don't know. I'm trying to keep the uh, intro shorter because if you're listening to this, you're probably like, "Can we get to the topic already?" So, you know, are we ready to deep dive? I get people already? telling me they love it, but I, I'm I mean, I, I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day, but we do. See, what you guys don't realize is that once the cameras go off, we just do this for the rest of the day, anyways, so. <laughs> all night long, every day, <laughs> yeah, every just day. Like, day. We're just best friends. First message of the day is to Jerry. I want you guys to video each other while you're playing the game. Oh, video games, and then we post that. That would be pretty funny. I mean, we could. There's a business in Twitch streaming. Crash Bandicoot, us just jumping around. <laughs> All right, let's deep dive, Mike. What do we got? Give us your music. Okay. I like it. It's not blasting on my ears either, which is good. Good volume. And a quick fade. Nice Mike, job, to, Mike. Mike has been listening. I mean, I it didn't go on for 20 minutes. I know. I didn't, didn't go for refreshments during the interlude. Yeah, like that. It was really hard to meet your leg. I was like, <laughs> this, is, this is a crying shame here. That's I what was, our, happens when you're working with an I artist. I was like, I'm going to bathroom break every, every deep dive intro. All right, our deep dive for this week is how to make money in your first year in real estate. Yes. Why is that so important? That is very important. One, for, for a million different reasons. but for Realtors especially, don't make money their first year in real estate. That's why it's important. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> uh, for us, when we're bringing in uh, agents on our team, we always, we, we're very honest with them, even in the interview process of saying, listen, 90% of realtors fail. Now, are those numbers skewed because of our team? Yeah, people on our team usually have a little better success, obviously better than 90%. But for the most part, that is not true. And so what we've been doing with all these podcasts, we're opening up the playbook and telling people, this is what you should do. This is what you can do. You have control over these things uh, so that you are a success and that you make some money. That's the whole goal, to make a little cash. Yeah, so the issue with most new agents is they either, one, have another job if they're working because they can't go full-time real estate right away. They need yeah. the money. So that all automatically creates an issue because now they're not necessarily giving it their all. But then the flip side of that is if they did quit their job and they are giving it their all, <laughs> then a lot of times they're not making any money for... I mean, it took me seven months, to be fair, to, to really get traction. Sometimes I've talked to these new agents and they're like, well, I did 43 deals my first year. And I think, I don't know what you did, but that's amazing. Right? Very impressed. When I hear people did that, I don't know whether their sphere was just awesome or... They had a sphere of people that were just like, if only we knew a realtor. <laughs> I have so much money and I want to spend, but yeah, I mean... But that's just not the norm, right? Yeah. The average realtor is going to sell you know, five houses a year as it is. And then when you're new in real estate... One of our last podcasts, it was... Let me see. I think I have our list here. 
Uh, how much can you make as a part-time real estate agent? That was episode 28, I believe, if you're listening to this right the second I want to go back. But we had data on how much part-time agents make right. and full-time agents make. And I fa- had found that chart that showed like first year in the business, like two years in the... And first year in the business was like less than 20000 on average, right? Sheesh. And then you have all of your expenses, your broker fees, everything else. So you, pretty much you make no money. So we thought this would be a really good podcast because... If you're starting, whether you have a job or you don't have a job now, you probably need to make money because you either want to quit the job you're in to do do this full-time or you're already doing it full-time and you're thinking, holy crap, do I give up and go back to my other job? Don't give up. We're going to talk about it. So what's number one? Uh, So one of the things that I put down, I put down three different bullet points. Uh, The first one is people fail to properly prospect for business yes i see that so often and it's because one they don't have a direction we'll talk about that later but jared we we have a number in our mind that we tell all of our agents how much time should you be spending in growing your business new business every day three hours why three hours Three hours is the minimal amount of time that you're going to need to pretty much contact enough people and get enough people into your sphere into your pipeline so that it actually starts to convert into sales. Because what we notice with almost every single agent, whether they're a solo agent, whether they are on the team, most team agents, the first thing is just, what do I even do, <laughs> right? When you're a brand new agent, they're like, what, what do I, yeah, because they think I'm gonna get the license and then people are gonna start reaching out to me and I'll start, you know, hopefully prospecting and, and doing realtor things. Or like new agents, we had a new agent just come on last week and they're like, I really, please teach me how to write a contract. And you know, I let her sit through a contract writing, but I told her, I was like, this is totally, Pointless right this second. Yeah. We got to get you clients, right? If you never get a client, it doesn't matter how good at writing contract you are. I'm so, the best. Yeah, exactly. I know all of the lines in the contract by heart. Yeah. That's great. But we need to get you clients. <laughs> so how do you do that? Well, you prospect. So whether that's three hours of phone calls, whether that's three hours a day of you're networking with people, you're setting up meetings with people, whether that's open houses on the weekends, whether it's follow-up, you need at least three hours. And I always think it's new business too, right? And a lot of times people, as you mentioned, you know, they've got a sphere that really works for them. But I'm like, that will run out eventually. Or you've got to add to that sphere. Well, so it's and like you you've really got to don't, tackle it. Yeah. You don't have a referral sphere at first because you've never sold a house. So, you know, once you're in this business for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, right? Hopefully what's happening is all of your past clients are coming back to you to sell, to rebuy. They're giving you their, their referrals. Cousins. But up front, that's not the case. Even if it's your family and they know you, you still haven't sold your family a house yet if you're brand new. So they may refer you, they may not. So you are literally building your sphere. You've got your sphere of influence, which is obviously the people around you that you know. So you should be spending three hours to get to those people. But then you're also building that sphere of outside people you don't know. Because it's a numbers game, right? So that's one thing as a new agent you need to figure out immediately, right? You need to figure out how many calls do you have to make to get a hold of X amount of people. Right, So you figure, how many people do I need to talk to before I lock one down? <laughs> yeah. Is it 10? Okay, so if I need to talk to 10 people before I get a good one, how many calls do I have to make to get 10 people you on the phone? get 10 people on Is the phone. Is it 100? Okay, so if I want to get one good person on the phone every day, I need to make 100 calls, right? That's at least, you think, three hours worth of calls? 
to make, I mean, it will take longer than that from a person who makes a lot of calls. Okay. Because so, it's like, so, but because you're going to get some people on the phone. So you're yeah, have voicemails, all the stuff that goes in for and sure. So if you're not using a dialer that's just blasting numbers, let's just throw that out for now because yeah. you're a brand new agent. You don't have a bunch of money for all these new softwares necessarily. You, 50 maybe? Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. So for that, sure, for that sure. means it's going to take you two days really to get one good one on the hook based on those numbers. So if you were to do that every day, Monday through Friday, out of that three hours, you're really only going to get two to three people max that are probably potential buyers at that point. And then what's their timetable? Are they a year out? Are they six months out? Are they 30, 90 days out? So that's why it's so crucial, right? Because if you don't do that, then you float your first couple months not prospecting, not building the pipeline. And then what do you do? You, three months goes by and you're like, I don't have you know any any clients. I uh, I, I put down two notes as you were as you were talking because there's one thing that I, I feel like a lot of people have to realize especially when it's just like we're talking about new business but also your sphere you have to look at your sphere as the business right so like you just like putting the word out casually or just making a post that's not the same right you've got to approach these spheres like you've got to call them you've got to text them you've got to put them in your crm because without doing that you're just like oh man uncle joe he's definitely gonna list his house on me and then you know, next thing you know, he's got it with someone else. You're like, what happened? I'm like, well, did you call him? What's, did you text him? Did you show a, him the value, right? What's a CRM? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that is a... <laughs> You're using language. Is that new real client creator. retention. So, I mean, that's going to be something that you need to have that's going to track it's all the of your database. leads. You know, all of your leads, due dates, all of those things that's going to be uh, helpful. I would say client most, retention man- I would say most yeah. realtors do not use a CRM, though. Which is dangerous. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, what are you going to, you have a notepad? Are you going to just have a notebook of people and then you're going to change it every <laughs> I day? I them all you, in my hand. I mean, it doesn't work. So you've got to be organized, right? You've got to have your, your prospecting time. Now, that leads me, I don't want to get out of your order. Okay. But, but, but thinking about prospecting, if you're a new agent, you're probably saying this because we get, almost every agent we interview says, I want to leave and come to your team because I'm not getting any leads leads right so you're probably saying so if i'm gonna make 50 to 100 calls a day who the heck am i calling i can't just call my family and friends every day and you're mm-hmm. right that would be weird you know what i mean yeah use social media and stuff like that which we'll get into that too to get to your your actual friends family sphere yeah. but you actually need leads so as a new agent right leads can be very expensive yep. correct like if you go to zillow that's where everybody thinks first as a new agent i just get some of these zillow leads you guys like, got zillow leads yeah it can't be that bad and they call and they realize it's 400 500 bucks per number and then they say well i can't afford one number right i, I, I don't have that big of a budget for yeah. a month and then you realize that now zillow's doing things like zillow flex where people are just paying a referral fee and you're like well that sounds cool but then you realize that to be on Zillow Flex, you need to be a mega team already that's just selling a ton because they're not going to give it to a new agent, right? We're not going to give these. You've got already away. given them money. So, Galen, what do you think are some of the best lead generation options out there for, okay. for new agents? Again, they, they probably don't have a budget. Maybe they're not on a team. Sure. Right? I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the team thing, too. That's in there somewhere. You know, brokerage help is in there. We're mm-hmm. going to get to all that. Okay. But if they're solo agent. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they could be picking up leads? So you, this does not go out of line because this is definitely in line. But I Perfect. think one of the easiest ways and one of the ways that I capitalize on is open houses. Yeah. Right. So it's like that does not cost you anything but time. Yeah. Um, you can get into your MLS. You can go to your brokerage number. You can just reach out to any agent really and just say, hey, listen, I see that you're a big dog. 
Yeah. I see that you're productive. I see that you are just doing what I want to do. I see you got this house that's listed. Is anyone doing an open house? I'm willing to do the open house. I'll do it for whatever time your client allows. Yep. I'm going to show up early. I'm going to put the signs out. I'm going to follow up on all of that. A lot of times, a lot of these agents who are in the business, they're successful. And we'll talk about this in another, another podcast about time blocking. They don't have time to do that thing because yeah. they're doing so many other things because they, too, are putting in three hours of prospecting new business. So there are a lot of times they're like, yeah, sure, please do the open house. To me, that is one of the big ones that you can do that's uh, free o'clock. Yeah, so when you think about open houses, this is when having a good brokerage to be at helps. For sure. Because if you're a solo agent, you're probably also saying to yourself, I don't have a listing to do an open house on. If I did, I would I would live in it. I would, I would just I would tell the owners to get out and I'll just live here and it'll be open twenty four seven for people to come in, right? Come all. So I've 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 run into this more lately than I've thought was possible, but at least three agents in the last month or two have been coming over from brokerages where they're like, It's just me in the broker or it's just me and one or two other agents in the broker the problem with that is if you're a new agent you have no listings to do open houses on and you only have one or two people to call to say do you have any listings to do open houses on you're probably going to be very dry from an inventory standpoint right whereas if you're at a broker you know like at least in in richmond exp has gotten huge now we've got i think like 500 agents where the number two producing brokerage uh will probably be the number one producing brokerage this year you also have big ones like keller williams right long and foster's big in a lot of places remax is big in a lot of places you're you obviously have to weigh in the fees and the benefits of said brokers but if we go into our mls right this second and we look at active office listings we probably have no less than about 100 to 150 actives at any given time so as a new agent you want to have a a treasure trove yeah i mean because you can if you want to farm your neighborhood or you want to farm a zip code or you want to be like i want to own this area this part of the city this price point right you can be selective you may say hey you know what i don't want to sell houses under three hundred thousand dollars so i'm just going to run opens on five hundred thousand dollar plus houses whatever floats your boat you can now go into your MLS, look at active listings in that price point, call the agent because they're in your brokerage, and you just say, hey, like you said, you're probably way too busy to run this open house. Uh, would your sellers mind if I ran an open house this weekend? Yeah. And if you were to do that and you have the CRM that Galen's talking about and you're actually putting these people into the CRM, then now come Monday, guess what you do? Well, now you're three hours of call prospecting. You can call all those people that came to the open house yesterday. And that's how you start building. And a little bit about calls, because I think sometimes people say like, oh, I don't have enough leads or I, I can't call them. But it's like, hey, listen, if you I'll call flip this table, over. <laughs> I know it's like, <laughs> hey, if on Monday you call someone and they don't answer, what should you do Tuesday? Call them again. Call them back. But who else are you calling that Tuesday? The new other prospecting. This is like a, a snowball. It, it's a snowball. You keep it's very circular. So you got to keep calling back these people plus the new ones. So. By the end of the week, you should just be inundated. It should be like, maybe I'll take this three hours and change it to four hours. Because you should be calling all these people back, leaving voicemails, sending text messages, email. You want that person to be like, I know for a shadow of a doubt that Jared and Galen want my business because he's called me seven times. He's sent me five emails, four text messages, uh, a love letter, some pies. He gave my dog, took my dog for a walk. We're doing all the things. That's one of our agents. So, um, when so when you're thinking about open house registrations and things like that too, as a team leader, one of the things that we have to think about is how many leads are we giving to our buyers agents. And so, a good rule of thumb is like one a day. If you can get one lead a day as a buyer's agent, that's a pretty good 
return. And you may be on a team right the second you're listing, you're like, dang, I'm not getting a lead. A day <laughs> like one a team. day. I'm not even getting like one a month, right? That is a lot of teams, but they're doing it wrong, right? And then you may also be on a team where you're like, I'm getting like 150 a month. I can barely handle it. Great, fantastic, right? But one a day, right? So to Galen's point, if you were to get one lead a day from your team, or again, you're going to go create it. So you were doing it through either your own IDX websites that you create. Maybe your brokerage has ones that you can use. Maybe you're on a team and they have one you can use. Whatever. That's 30 a month. And then if you're going to do an open house every weekend, let's say you just average five people in each open house. And I think that's a low average in this market, to be honest. I'm just figuring some people are already going to have a realtor. Some people are just going to be nosy neighbors, whatever. Maybe they're not necessarily someone you're going to call. So five. That's going to be another 20 to 25 people a month, which is going to give you 50 to 55 leads a month if you were to just be producing one cheap internet lead a day and doing an open house each weekend. So you think from a, a, a time perspective, let's say only 5% of those okay. are convertible. That's a pretty low number, right? 5%. I'd say that's probably about accurate. What is that? It's two and a half. Oh, it's two and a half. I, I thought it was like I thought you were just asking I the was group. Waiting I was on like, somebody. <laughs> the listener can't tell me. So it's about two. It's about two to three deals a month, essentially, potentially that you could be getting as a brand new agent. So think about that. If if you as an agent think to yourself, if I did two to three deals a month, would that be a good amount? That's 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 a lot. You know, I mean, it, from a top producing standpoint, yeah, maybe not so much. But for a new agent or even agents, I mean, you may be listening to this and you may be in the business for the last you know, three or four years, and you may be like, I don't sell 36 houses a year. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you're at 20. But this plan puts you in, in line to hopefully start producing two to three deals a month, which let's say your average price point, I don't know what the national average is. Our average is about 300000 here, 320 Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's $300,000 in commission when it's all said and done. There you go. I mean, it's pretty, not that complicated, but it does take work. It, that is it. I, I was. It's going to take work. I mean, you started a business. Yeah. I mean, I know it's the first year, but I mean, think about how any other industry. Yeah. You know, if you started like a paint business, it's like, what are you going to spend all your time doing? Looking for business, yeah. providing service, providing quotes. So like, well, there's no different here when it comes to real estate. It's all about how are you going to do. That kind of moves us into like the second port or the third portion of that. You know. Do you have a clear business plan for yeah. direction when Every it comes to business. like following up on your prospects and business? Like, what is your goal? What are you going to do to get to that goal? Um, if you need help figuring that out, by all means, reach out to us. Um, but that is going to be a crucial way to say, like, how do I build this behemoth of a brand? Yeah. Or how do I contribute to the brand? Because there's people that are on our team that they just want to contribute to what we do and they are, they're compensated for it. Yeah, and one thing you'll run into, too, is that as you start selling a couple of houses a month, you start to get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm getting busier. I've got home inspections now. I've got clients that I'm taking on showings. I'm writing paperwork. I'm going to closings. And then if you don't have that business plan in action, typically what happens is you get busy on all the stuff that's not prospecting and then you stop prospecting. So you make all this money in a month and then all of a sudden you're broke for the next three months while you try to prospect more. So that's why the plan is so crucial. And actually, uh, teaser into next week's podcast, uh, episode 31, we're actually doing why we should time block. Why yeah. it's so crucial so I, we'll deep dive into that even more i was just thinking about it then in addition to like the prospecting it's like so let's say you hit right and so now you've got to like do all the stuff that goes into that like I, I called someone yesterday or not yesterday i called someone last week great conversation she's like can you come to my house friday to show me what my house is worth so i went there awesome dynamite listing we're gonna lock that one down but there's stuff that goes into that because now it's like oh well 
I need to be, you know, financially stable. So we got them with like a lender and they have like yep. a game plan. So it's like all that work went into that day. I'm like, this might not manifest itself for like three months. Yeah. So it's like, all right, now if you're a new age and you've got nothing else coming in or nothing in your account, you're like, well, great. What do I do now? Like I just expended all this energy for something that's, you know, three to three months down the road. So it's like, you've got to constantly be putting stuff in there, constantly engineering. Yeah. I always think as a new agent, you know, you're starving for clients, for leads, for money, for all of these things, but you have it so easy. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're broke. Yes. But <laughs> at some point in your career, you know, if you really take off, you could have 10, 15, 20, 30 deals pending under contract at any given time. Have fun trying to build prospecting time in at that point, that right? Day, yeah. It's almost impossible. So I watch so many real estate agents come into the business and waste so much valuable time. Time that I would I would pay <laughs> to have back, to be able to, maybe not prospect, maybe like I said, I don't, I'm not necessarily having to do that in my business anymore, but time that I could use for so many other things that would be valuable, I just, I realize how crucial it is. And so I watch these new agents and it's like, did you make three hours of calls yesterday? Well, no, I was going to do it today. And I'm like, you should do it today, too. You should have done it yesterday. In addition to yesterday. And today and tomorrow and the next day. Last and then when you're at the open house, you should also be making calls. And then, you know, all of these things. Last week, I texted a couple of agents on our team. I said, what have you done today to build your business? And, like, some people came back with some, like, good, like, then there was a couple of people that came back with, like, crickets. And I'm like, yeah. hello? Is this thing on? Hello? Yeah. So I'm just like, I mean, like, what, what, do, you, what do you do? What, what to, did you do? And I'm like, come on. I'm like, we are. That's it. We are not a, a lazy team. Like, we're helping you. We're expending a lot of times. Like Jared and I, we could spend time and energy doing something else other than helping you. That would probably make more money or something. But you know, we want to help people build something. We want them to be the best agent they can be. I just don't know what I would do if I wasn't just booked solid all the time. Like if, if you just told me like, you hey, and I wipe. would eat so many lunches together. <laughs> you just were just like, wipe the whole schedule. And then you called me at like five o'clock and you're like, what'd you do? I'd be like, I killed myself because I went insane not doing anything for the last eight hours. Cancellations or reschedules kill me. Yeah, Yo, oh my like, goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yesterday. We were supposed I, to. I, uh, yeah. I mean, yesterday. yesterday I canceled on, on this yeah, podcast. It killed me. <laughs> I killed me because then I had nothing for like two or three hours. So, so my, here's the thing my saturday and sunday as jared already knows was occupied from 8 a.m to 5 p.m of like mental energy public speaking in front of thousands of people so that when it came to like sunday night i was like i don't have a brain cell available i get that plus like after i finished my presentation like you do it in front of a large group of people like my phone like melted there was like a hundred text messages where i'm used to like you know five or six people saying like some i mean it was literally a hundred people and I was just like, I got overwhelmed just looking at it, just thinking, like, I don't even know how to respond to this. So, yeah. well, sorry, the weather, Mike. The I, weather, too, drives me crazy because every, every, everything yeah. shuts down. All right. So well, let's go to the second one. Uh, why you're not as successful or why or how you can make money in the first year. One of the reasons people don't, they fail to market properties and themselves to lead to fast sales. Yep. So one thing that everyone should keep in mind is that every single listing you get should lead you to a buyer. Right. Right. So even if and, and listings are tougher to get, I do uh, agree that most For leads sure. are going to be buyer based. Yeah. But the whole thing is a lot of buyers also have stuff to sell or they will. You're, you're talking to your Down sphere. So think about it. If you could just get one listing a month, just one, a 12 a year, you'd be very fortunate. You would be, you know, that'd be great first year, but let's just say that's your goal and your business plan that you wrote out because you're smart and you're listening to this and you're saying, okay, I want to do 24 deals my first year, <laughs> one buy, one sell, 50-50, right? You should really be focusing on those listings because you know that for every listing you get, you should be able to turn it into a buyer. Yep. 
How so? Well, I've got like a program that I follow. So here's the, here's the the thing that I wrote down in my notes. It said a lot of people when they have the meal on your plate, they forget about what's in the cupboards. And what that means is that when you've got the thing, you forget about everything else. Now, if you've got a listing in front of you, that will translate to so much more business if you use it correctly, yep. right? You can also you can just put it on the MLS, close your eyes, post and, and pray. Yeah, get that offer in, then you're one and done, right? The average realtor's marketing plan: <laughs> post and pray. That's Which, what we're doing. Like, that I hope makes it me sells. cringe. Like, what? What? That's one of the the different things when people list their house with us is that they see this full court press that we put on. So you're going to see open house leads come in. Why? Because we're we're generally almost always doing an open house for unless a the seller tells us we can't I, exactly it's happening unless they say hey listen i don't want to you know do something that would make my house even more it desirable. was snowing sunday and we still had the open house that's true yeah that's right very <laughs> true i think it was like two right so yeah. so you've got open house that you can generate leads from yep um what about the neighbors are they looking to sell well then you've got market analysis leads you can always say like hey this house is selling for this or sold for this how much is your house worth right yeah, this is where i see a lot of agents fail because they either don't know they can do this they don't think about doing this or they don't want to go out and do this but if you're a new agent you obviously have time so when you go to put the picture, the signs out on friday or saturday for the open house go knock on all the doors in the neighborhood hey uh just to let you know if you see a lot of traffic coming down the oh, street man. i know if you've got kids they may want to be out there playing on the weekend just know there may be some heavier traffic because we're going to be having an open house down there. Feel free to stop by if you want to check it out to see what the stuff's going for. If you have anybody that's a friend that, that wants to move to the neighborhood. Because, again, depending on your market, there are definitely certain neighborhoods in our market and definitely yours where there's so much word of mouth, where it's such a hot area yeah. or neighborhood where people are like, oh, I've got friends. They all want to be in this neighborhood, this school district, this whatever. Yeah. Like we just call our friends and they're going to be so excited. So just that, right? You just talk to them. So hey, feel free to stop by, whatever, right? Then once it sells, if you've gotten their contact information or you're running back, if you can find another way to get a hold of them or talk to them, then it's, hey, we had 12 contracts, but only one person Only one won. winner. That means there's 11 people that are still looking to buy a house in this neighborhood in right now. Are, are you interested in selling? Yeah. Have you thought about selling? Do you know anybody else in the neighborhood that you think may be selling? Because I'd love to try to put together a deal. Is your fraternity them. brother, your sorority sister, would they like to live in this neighborhood? I mean, that's just... And the thing is, is it going to work every time? No. But this is a numbers game. Like I said... <laughs> it's not going to work if you don't do it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not going to work. One of my favorite it. ones that you just mentioned there, I remember going door to door after for a listing boy, or not, for an open house, and I had my cards in hand, and I just went like, knock, knock, knock. I'm like, hey, listen, sorry to bother you. Just want to let you know we're having an open house tomorrow afternoon. There's going to be a lot of cars in here. If anyone parks in front of your house, or in your grass or anything like that. I was like, here's my card. Just give me a call. Shoot me a text message. Let me know so I can just like be mindful of that. I was like, I just don't want to disturb you guys at all. And people were like, well, th yeah. thank you so much. And then like, I definitely got texts like, hey, there's someone parked in front of my house. And I'm like, okay, I'll let them know they'll be gone soon. And you're like, and now you're in my CRM. Naturally. They were, yeah, I was like, <laughs> and then of course they left. And then I would respond back, hey, so sorry about that. I had them move their car after they finished touring the house. And people were like, oh, so appreciate it. Like, how much is it going for? You know, all that stuff. Like, like when people say like, oh, 
only the neighbors showed up at the open house. I hear a lot of agents say that. Oh, there was no new, just the neighbors. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's those are listings. You got like multiple deals right out of exactly. I love when the neighbors come. I'm like, we sat down, we talked. We his buddy came in, helped sell that, bought another one. I'm like, anything you can do. So like, when your neighbors come in, just remember that like that's an opportunity. So sell yourself on them. Yeah, 100%. how are we doing on time, Mike? Uh, we should be wrapping up. Okay. All right. So then, the very last one. Social media. Um, no, but yes. I was. Well, Let, that, let's tie that in. Yeah. That, the, well, the last one was following up with your clients, and you can use social media to do that. So hold on. Let's go social media for a second because the marketing is so crucial. We talked about how to market your listings. We talked about open houses. We talked about calling leads. But I mean, social media has changed the world, <laughs> and we spend so much time just wasted on social media every day, right? Looking at mindless. I'm doing pictures, it right now uh, on the okay. podcast. Looking at mindless things, right? Doing just pointless you probably post stupid stuff that's also pointless no offense to your to your influencers out there listening i love seeing what you whatever your travel pictures the pictures of your kids the picture of your food (laughs) like no look it makes you no money i'm sure your friends want to see it and i'm not saying you shouldn't mix the personal stuff into the real estate that's not what i'm saying but what i am saying is take a little sliver of that time that you're wasting looking at instagram and looking at facebook and posting stuff that's not money making Mm -hmm. and post something that is money making right? Whether it's listings that you have coming up, whether it's showings, just to show your sphere that you are actually out there doing something, you that you're working, that you have business, whether it's team meetings, whether it's what, whatever, it doesn't matter. You dropping client gifts to people, whatever it is, just put it out there, right? 30 years ago, we had no... You had nothing. If your grandpa opened a storefront, all he could do was put a sign outside. Hope someone tells that him. That says open, and he hopes someone drives by and sees it and walks inside. That was it. Is yeah. that not insane to, to any? <laughs> is that not insane? Well, you know, it's really funny. It's like, so people like look at social media, they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, when your grandpa put that sign up, there's probably someone else who's like, he's putting a sign out front. How what a waste ost- of money. How ostentatious is this? What a waste guy. of money that and then, is. like, grandpa is now Walmart, right? So, But, but think about this. We went from grandpa not being able to do anything to then the next generation <laughs> being able to buy print advertising. In the newspaper. You know, you just started maybe seeing internet banners and stuff, but social media wasn't a thing. Mm-mm. And now there's so many social media platforms. We've effectively given anybody the ability to become famous for any skill. For any skill. Or lack of skill. Or lack of skill. Correct, right? So it doesn't matter what you do. You could be an artist, a real estate agent. Like, whatever field you're in, social media can change the entire game and world for you if you just do it properly or just do it, right? My crappy video or my crappy podcast... is better than your non-existent one right yeah. so hopefully you're listening to this and you're like no i think it's a very valuable podcast fantastic thank you, thank you for listening thank you. but thank if you. someone listening in they're like eh, it wasn't my thing great well hopefully it's somebody else's what's yours thing like? what's your thing yeah oh you don't have one that's you, you that's it's so crucial because it's free to do that, galen is 100%. the master at social media 100%. he's on it 24 7 i always know what he's doing i'm in his social media more than i'm in my social media i uh someone uh sorry to cut you off no, no. So, someone uh told me one time uh about social media because i when we were talking about posting and what to do and stuff and they said well social media is just really for you just feeling good about yourself when you post something 
No, it's garbage. <laughs> I, I, I was made like, a lot of money what? off of that. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, here, here's the thing, and I appreciate both of you saying that. Is someone asked me the other day, they was like, well, how do you know what to post? I'm like, approach everything you do like a business. Like, I've got a written out thing of what I'm going to post. There's scripts for things. Like, I write the scripts out. I don't just, like, get up there and be like, here's a camera. Let me just start saying stuff. You've got to give it some thought. Wait, you mean you have a, a business plan you for know. social media? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I don't just, like, wake up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a selfie. I'm like, there's a reason for everything. I do. There should be a reason for everything. Social media is a tool. Yep. And if you operate any tool without skill, you're probably going to hurt yourself. Yep. Yep. So very last, just want to remind everyone, following up with clients, that is going to be huge. If you're not doing that, you're not going to be successful in your business. And if you're new, I mean, every lead, you don't even have time to think about like cold, warm, hot leads. It's like all of them. Yeah. Call all of them like they are nuclear. You got to follow up with them, call back on them, remind them, send texts, emails after you close you know, you, then you, I like to do the the soft referral. I don't like I don't ever send them be like, hey, can I have your referral? But I want to be in front of mind. I want to provide them with such high caliber service that it's a no brainer. Who yeah. are they going to refer like their friend or their family to? Because they're just like, well, Galen took care of me better than anyone's ever taken care of me on any other yep. level. So I'm naturally going to use him. Uh, then we talk about client appreciation party. That's a big one that yep. Jared does, and we've all jumped on that. Pie, pie drop-offs, stay in front of your sphere. The average follow-up time, the average amount of calls that it takes is six before you convert a lead most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, as a new agent, almost no one does this. As an experienced agent, most <laughs> don't do this. Because they get a lead, they call it, they don't get it on the phone, they leave a message. It's a good one, though. It's a five hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000 house. They're like, well, I'm going to call it again. They call it again, nothing, no reply. And then typically, they give up after that. I mean, I, they say, this person didn't call me back. Wild. They must not want this house. And then you see them back on the website every day looking, and they're opening your emails, yeah. and you're like, they're obviously but, they alive. but they haven't called me back, so they must not be interested. That's a lie. How many people call you and you don't call them back? Has your mom ever called you and then you didn't call her back? Do you not love your mom? Are you not going to ever talk to your mom again? Of course not, right? You probably got busy and forgot that she called you. What about a friend? What about an actual service? How many people call you to oh, bug yeah. you about buying something? A car warranty, right? Your, your car warranty's expired. I've never had one, right? This is a ripoff. But guess what? The fact that I get that call six times a day tells me... It works. It's working for somebody, you know, so, right? Uh, the, uh, you realtors <laughs> will appreciate this. How many text messages or calls have you gotten where someone refers to the NAR and the health insurance? Oh, my God. I mean, it's working, guys, because I get like 10 a day. But guess who got health insurance on January 14th? This guy. Literally, the day that it expired, I got it. Yep. So what, what you have to realize about internet leads is they don't need you until they need you. Until they need you. And so you may be calling them thinking, I need them, but they may not need you yet. Their lease may not be up for another six months, 12 months. They may be fixing credit. They may not have two years of job. They may have already talked to a lender, and the lender said, hey, look, you're going to need two years of job history, and you're only at a year and a half, right? Don't call them five times only for another realtor to call them the sixth time, their first time, and close them. Home run. So follow up, follow up, follow up. That's our show. Like and subscribe to the channel, whether you're listening to it on your podcast preferred station, whether you're watching it on YouTube. Check out our other videos. Comment, like, subscribe. Let us know what you want to hear about. I'm Jared Davis. This I is... 
still Galen Parker. And you can reach us at underscore underscore the Davis Group on Instagram, uh, Jared at CentralVARealty.com, or your realtor's favorite realtor, RVA, or Galen at CentralVARealty.com. That's RVA Real Estate Talk, episode 30. Thank you for listening. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at Jared at CentralVARealty.com or Galen at CentralVARealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 